Hey, it's Dr. Michael Rich, the pediatrician. I'm a practicing pediatrician, child health researcher, and a lifelong filmmaker who understands how powerfully screens engage and change us all. But as a doctor who takes care of kids every day, I see how much they are struggling with the screens they're using and how much their parents are concerned about whether this is good for them. So what I'm trying to do for you is to bring these two worlds together in a way that we can really understand how to raise healthy, happy, productive children in a world filled with digital screens. Mediatrics educator Christelle Lavalle joins me each week to address your questions. Yes, I do. Thanks, Michael. And this week, we've got a really, really great question. It's coming to us from sunny San Diego, where Katie, who's 14 years old, wrote, I don't want to be on social media until I absolutely have to, but I'm already feeling left out. Should I get on Snap and Insta? All right, mediatrician, what do you think? Well, first of all, Katie is my new hero of the (laughs) moment because I really admire her self-confidence and her instinctive self-preservation here. She is not feeling the, you know, or succumbing to the peer pressure she is feeling from her friends and her peers around her. Uh, But she has an additional problem beyond her peers, and that is that many schools now are insisting that students and family be on social media so that they can be in touch with what's happening in the schools. Even kids under 13 who under federal law are not supposed to be on social media. So we have a bigger problem here. Um, We have to see how being on social media can change how people behave with each other in positive ways. and. What she's seeing is something that they're behaving in negative ways and not liking it. And here's the problem with what happens on social media is human behavior is always going to be the same. And there are going to be people who go the wrong direction in their interactions with each other. But beyond that, on social media where there is no nuance, there is no body language to communicate what's going on, people will sometimes send things that they don't mean and the receiver will hear them as mean. In other words, someone sends something that is a joke or a tease, but that's interpreted as a slur, a threat, ostracizing or or slandering someone by the receiver. So what Katie is seeing is the potential for harm, but social media also has potential for good. Beyond these unmeant harms, There are also meant harms, unfortunately, in social media where you're seeing things like cyberbullying. And let's think about what cyberbullying is. Bullying in itself is the more powerful harming the less powerful in a systematic way. Now, bullying in the playground, in the physical world, boy bullying is very different from girl bullying. Boy bullying is the big, strong boys giving wedgies to the little weak boys in the playground. (laughs) Classic. Right? Girl bullying is psychological warfare. It's mean girls. It's the cool girls ostracizing, slandering, and putting down the less powerful girls. And interestingly, what happens with cyberbullying is that because the psychological warfare is much easier to do online where that power differential is unclear, cyberbullying is three times as prevalent in girls as it is in boys. Not only that, because of this unclear power differential, we are seeing the rise of the bully victim. On the playground, you know who the powerful and the less powerful are. 
in cyberspace, you don't Not know. So <laughs> you you don't know, and right. so people are bullied and turn around and bully others. Um, so I have to say that I applaud Katie and I admire Katie for not just jumping in because everyone else is doing it. She is recognizing that social media are tools, not toys. But she's struggling with well, that. Well, she, she has FOMO, right? She has that fear of missing out. She, she sees what all of her friends are doing or she hears about it and she feels as though she can't kind of participate in that conversation. Well, I so how do we help her out with that? I actually think that Katie is strong enough that she's not feeling FOMO. She's feeling faux blow. <laughs> what is, what is it's blow the blow? fear? Faux blow. The fear of being left out. Faux blow. Right. Okay. She right. she could care less what's yeah. going on out there. In fact, she really doesn't want it. But she's feeling the social pressure to do what everyone else is doing, as yeah. many fourteen year olds do. Um, so, Katie is going to do well not only with social media but with a whole host of decisions and challenges that are going to face her through her adolescence where everyone else is drinking, smoking, using drugs, things of that nature. So she is standing on what she feels to be right for her on this issue, um, and this is fabulous practice and modeling for her friends for other times when she is faced with choices. All right. So, Katie, thank you so much for your question. You are clearly on the right check. And hopefully the mediatrician has helped you out with your faux blow, which is a new one. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, so for those of you out there, you can find more on this and many other topics related to healthy media habits and all the science behind them at askthemediatrician.org. That said, you can also follow our mediatrician on Twitter at mediatrician and submit your own questions at askthemediatrician.org. And finally, make sure you subscribe and share this podcast. And enjoy your social media and use them wisely when you're ready to use them. Thanks, Katie, for being a hero. Ask the Mediatrician is hosted by Dr. Michael Rich. Joined by pediatrics educator Christelle Lavallee. Jill R. Cavanaugh is our Chief Knowledge Officer. Original music composed by Christopher Cerf. Podcast and music recorded, mixed, and edited at Saturn Sound Studios. Executive producer, Alicia Haywood. Haywood.